Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Monday, February 14th, 2022. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's host, Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Tim, you do anything fun for, for Valentine's Day? No, it's uh, me and Gia's anniversary is February 12th. So we kind of treat that as like our whole Valentine's Day thing. Seven oh, years, boo, baby. Due to seven, seven years. Seven years, dude. That's wild. Congratulations. It is. It is. It's, I mean, it was like awesome. it was a month after we left IGN. So it's always like uh, seven years ago was a very important moment in my life. And here we yeah. are still kicking. Incredible. We're in 2022, how the time mm-hmm. has passed. Of course, I'm Blessing Eddie Jr., your host. I'm joined by Tim Fucking Gettys. Feeling so good. What is dude that halftime show in so many ways was for us, bless. When oh I saw gosh. 50 come down from the ceiling, I was like, this isn't what I expected, but I am very excited that it's happening. Good yeah, for like, everyone when, involved. When I saw him come down from the ceiling, I was like, man, I hope he's gonna be okay. Cause like yeah. he did not he didn't look as comfortable as he did in the music video back in the day. Let me tell yeah. you, that man looked like the, all the blood was rushing to his head. Did uh, you ever see uh the my band video from D12? Yes, but I could not I cannot recall it. Well, I, there was a, there was I definitely part, remember watching it. I mean, it, watch it after this. You'll you'll see what I'm referencing, but I'm not going to say anything more because it's a little mean. Okay, okay. And where would you put that halftime show in, like, the rankings of Super Bowl halftime I, shows? I would say it was pretty up there, but, like, I, I don't think it was, like, good enough to be like, oh, it's the best thing I've ever seen. I think I was telling you this before the show went live, but uh, the, whenever we get epic things in the daytime, they're not mm-hmm. as epic. And the set looked so good. The LED lights were on point but they weren't looking that great because it's broad daylight outside. Yeah. I was like, if that same performance was at like 8 PM, I think it would have like really, really like ratcheted up the energy. Also in a, in a COVID world, you can't really have that many people surrounding them. So it, it kind of felt a little sparse on purpose. Like they nailed it for what they could do. But I do think that there's a couple, this same show a couple years ago on the East coast, I think could have had a, a, a much better, imagine? better yeah impact. Yeah, no, I I really dug it. I my one critique with it is the fact that like I think because you had so many uh, different artists in there, you only got to see like them perform for a minute and a half each and do their most popular song each, and then it's on to the next one. I wish it was a Super Bowl that was totally owned by Dr. Dre and Snoop or Dr. Dre and Eminem or just Kendrick Lamar because Kendrick Lamar would if you gave the Super Bowl just to Kendrick Lamar and it's him going through his biggest hits, like just that minute and a half we got of Kendrick own the whole thing right that man has a stage presence unlike anything else and i kind of wanted to see that because like i knew i was gonna get lose yourself from eminem i knew i was gonna get all right from uh kendrick lamar like you can kind of predict each of the songs you're getting i liked that we got still dre from dr dre but oh when he busted out the piano i was like he's gonna do it guys he's gonna do it and then again we got a little tupac tribute there for a sec which was kind of nice but Shout then, yeah, when he That's started Anderson doing Pac it, too, he just randomly on the drums, just playing drums. It in. <laughs> oh man, you gotta love it. But Tim, enough about the Super Bowl. It is review season, so we got a lot mm-hmm. to talk about. Uh, things like a Horizon Forbidden West review roundup, Capcom about to drop some big news and more because this is kind of funny games daily. Each and every week at 10 a.m. live right here on Twitch.tv slash kind of funny games, we run you through the nerdy news needs to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily remember you can use epic creator code kind of funny on all epic store and epic in-game purchases like rocket league and fortnite to help support the channel to be a part of the show to patreon.com slash kind of funny games or bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad free with the exclusive daily post show housekeeping for you it's review season like i said before i need you if you're driving right now i need to pull over roll down the window if you're at work take a break all right Give go it to a the nearest window go to the nearest window roll it up roll it down whichever way is open Give roll it a that window down and just lick it don't lick it it's covid season don't, bottom, don't lick, don't lick it. bottom to top <laughs> take a take a nice whiff you smell that 
pollen in the air. That's the review season pollen, all right? That's what that is. Our Horizon Forbidden West review is up right now. Went up uh, at midnight. It is me, Greg, Andy, Janet, and Paris Lily. We've all played it. We've all beat it. And we all got a lot to say about it. Uh, you can go check that out right now on YouTube.com slash games and on podcast services around the globe. If you want the one-minute version of our review, you should go over to kind of funny dot or no, you should go over to TikTok.com slash at kindoffunnygames uh, where you can check out my review where I gave it five out of five amazing. Uh, five, I was going to say five stars. I don't We don't do stars here. We just call it amazing. Uh, and yeah, me, Roger and the team over there edited down it is an excellent excellent uh, uh, piece of content that you should go check out on the tiktok and speaking of horizon today's ps i love you xo xo is going to be your horizon forbidden west questions answered uh listen to all the reviews and then bring your questions to patreon.com slash kind of funny games to be a part of the show live at 3 p.m pacific time that is free for everyone on tuesday of course on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and on podcast services around the globe. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Gordon McGuire, James Davis, at James Davis Mix, Franksy, Manny the Bagel Boy Sanchez, and Blackjack. <laughs> Today brought to you by Upstart and Green Chef, but we'll tell you about that later for now. Let's begin with what is, and forever will be, your Oprah Report. It's time for some news. We have seven stories today. A baker's dozen. Starting with our number one, Tim. You already know. We got to start off talking about some Horizon Forbidden West because that's the big news story today. There's a review roundup uh, that we got for you right now on Metacritic is sitting at an 89. It is also at an 89 on Open Critic. Let's start off with the big one. Simon Cardi at IGN gave it a 9 out of 10 and says a triumphant combination of enthralling combat, top tier creature and character design and a captivating open world. Horizon Forbidden West is an absolute blast and a fantastic showcase for the power of the PS5. Although the return of a couple of familiar series trappings and a noticeable lack of freeform climbing never threatens to derail the enjoyment, it does leave it falling frustratingly short of something revolutionary. Major evolutionary steps have firmly been placed in the right direction, however, and there's no doubting the many, many hours of fun to have with Aloy, who stakes her claim further to be one of this generation's one of, one of this generation of gaming's greatest characters. Gorilla has outdone itself yet again with Forbidden West, and at this traje trajectory, neither the horizon nor the sky's the limit for what could come next. And then Kimberly Wallace at Game Informer gave it, gave it a 9.25 out of 10 and says Horizon Forbidden West reaches a new high bar for Gorilla Games. It does more than surpass its predecessor. It takes Horizon's fiction to captivating places and builds a rich world that rewards you for the effort you put into it. Mostly, it's an entertaining experience complete with jaw-dropping moments and unforgettable fights. And then Blessing, at Kinda Funny, called it amazing and says Horizon Zero Dawn sequel somehow makes its sci-fi post-apocalyptic narrative and fun open-world gameplay better tim ma fucking gettys people at this point have probably heard all of kind of funny except for you give their thoughts on horizon Forbidden west and partly because i don't know if you played it or not but uh, i do yeah, want to know where you're at with it yeah that's a that's a good reason why no i <laughs> honestly i haven't really played it. i played for maybe an hour but uh seafood got my attention so many other things got my attention and there was more than enough people on the review so i was like i my voice is not important here, so I'm going to step out of it. Uh, so excited that it seems to be as, as good as uh, everyone kind of wished it was. Horizon uh, Zero Dawn was never really my jam. I like thought it was beautiful, and I really enjoyed the colors and the, the creature design like Simon Cardi was talking about, but never really liked Aloy as a character. And just like, you know, everyone knows, those type of games, not necessarily my cup of tea. The whole giant open worlds, people talk about 75-plus hours. I'm like, I don't know about that. Um, but this is definitely a PS5 moment, right? Like, this is one of those games that's PlayStation exclusive. So, okay, fine, the PS4, PS4 Pro, whatever, that as well. But it on the PlayStation 5 looks utterly gorgeous. Even in the hour that I had, I was like, damn. this. Yeah. There is so much love and care being put into every single part of this game. So uh, I'm excited that it is doing as well as it is. I am not surprised at all. But at the same time, this is the type of game. It is that sequel, right, where Gorilla proved that they, they got the stuff uh when it came to the first game but did they have what it takes to really elevate the second one uh especially you know in a world that has seen games kind of evolve in so many different ways with horizon one coming out right next to breath of the wild and all the comparisons made then where here we are five years later those comparisons are still going to be made did this game kind of like fix fix the issues that people had with the first game in comparison to breath of the wild and it seems like 
Some of them, yes. Some of them, no. I think that hearing a lot about the the climbing being something that comes up in a lot of the reviews that I've read so far, not really being that great, is kind of a bummer. Um, and it seems like it's the core piece of the, the gameplay. But what do you think about that? I think it splits the difference where I think if Horizon went full Breath of the Wild with the climbing and the gliding and like even adding a stamina system on top of that, I think you would see a lot of fans get bummed out that they lost their identity and tried to tried to lean in too much into the things that made that game great. I think Horizon Forbidden West takes the feedback and takes certain ideas and uses them but still keeps its own identity in a way that i really like and so like for me the climbing i thought was good right again it's not breath of the wild climbing it is not stamina based it is not you can climb anywhere but with the scan mechanic if you press r3 to scan the world it'll show you like these are the surfaces that you can climb and that makes it so that uh where before and like i remember like the standard well, when we talk about open world jank which i'm sure we'll talk about a little bit and we, we definitely talk about in our review and i talk about on the tiktok right i call back to things like skyrim or like other open world games where i am hopping sideways up a mountain because i know i can shake my way up there and like you know kind of kind of use the world to my own advantage in that way where i think the climbing gives good reason for you not to feel like you are you are getting up a mountain or you're getting up uh, a surface in a way that is janky right it makes it feel natural and it makes the open world feel very well designed around that like this is an open world that's designed around the climbing and around like the uncharted style okay where's the next ledge that i could hop to all right i'm going i i have more access to the world because you have that additional mechanic and then the gliding makes it so that uh the world can be a bit more uh, uh vertical you know in terms of like design right where you are going up mountains but it's not a hassle to get down because you can hop off from anywhere and use your glider and get down safely it's not necessarily a glider meant to uncover and, exp and um, explore the whole map but it does may it does make the uh, exploring the world a little bit more easier and not as it doesn't get in the way as much as i felt like a lot often, oftentimes in horizon zero dawn I just didn't feel like exploring because I felt like either I was either I was being interrupted by a machine or I just didn't feel like uh, um, like running up like a certain surface or I felt like the exploration just wasn't as good feeling moment to moment. And Forbidden West, I feel like it's good moment to moment. I think that stuff is good. The the biggest question I have is I was really excited looking at the state of plays and trailers and stuff leading into the launch of this for the combat. Like a lot of the the kind of like boss situations we've seen, or at least bigger enemy situations, seemed really dynamic and fun of using the environment to even kind of like grapple hook around and uh get some little like chip damage in, get in, do some melee stuff. Like, do you think that the the combat was vastly improved from the first game? Yes, but it wasn't. Yeah, the, the combat is interesting because in the first game, I wasn't in love with the combat. I thought it was good and I thought it was unique and interesting. But this time around, I actually fell way more in love with the combat. And I think it's the thing of they, they didn't rebuild it from the ground up by any means. It is not a different combat system, but it is a refined combat system where the I think the weapons make more sense. The way it feels makes more sense. The enemy design, I think, is better. The um, way the enemies feel a little bit more dynamic and reactionary and have a little bit more TLC put into them. Like, this is a Horizon Zero, Zero Dawn that is way more polished right and feels way more designed and has way more effort put into it and i think that is where you're seeing a lot of the stuff actually come come through and shine it reminds me of pretty much any any video game uh series where you see that jump from the first entry to the second entry right like the amount of people that talk about assassin's creed 2 versus assassin's creed 1 because assassin's creed 2 took that groundwork took th took that framework and elevated it way beyond it reminds me a bit of that where horizon forbidden west yeah. isn't a different beyond isn't a completely different game from horizon zero dawn but it takes all the things that that game did good and just capitalizes on all of it and makes it way better. I know Paris Lily played a lot of Horizon Forbidden West, and Paris Lily also just joined the call. Paris, what's good? Hey, uh, I, I'm just just listening to you talk, and uh, I, I guess allegedly I didn't talk enough during the actual review, so I just wanted to hop in and just kind of uh, jump off of what you're saying. Part like with the gameplay and just. The overall thing, I think Gorilla just doubled down on what Horizon Zero Dawn did well and improved upon that. To me, that's the best way to look at this. If you enjoyed Horizon Zero Dawn, you're going to go into Forbidden West and you're going to see they took a lot of lessons learned and just improved it. The gameplay that for me, the exploration felt great. I felt encouraged to want to do everything uh in the game right all the different activities um the various skill trees that you have uh, we kind of talked about it during review but if you commit yourself 
to like melee as an example in that skill tree, you're going to be able to perfect that along the way. Kind of Tim, like think Sifu as an example, right? The, the more you keep doing it and the more you learn all the different combinations and everything that you do, the better you're going to get. So when you get into later stages in the game and you're going after these different, you know, machine animals and, you know, you're doing these rebel camps and things like that, you're going to be able to create specific strategies out there in the open world that fit you. To me, like I said during the review, the star of this game is the sandbox of yes. Forbidden West, is the open world of it, because I don't think any two people are going to have the same exact experience when they play this game. And that's the beauty of it. To, to me, Gorilla just knocked it out of the park. I mean, Blessing, you gave it a five out of five. I gave it a five out of five. Boo Andy for four out of five. But <laughs> it is well-deserved of that score absolutely yeah. is and, it and, perfect no it's not perfect there's there's bugs and things i'm sure they're going to fix as we go along but overall this is a game of the year worthy game Contender, and that's what, that's say. that's the thing i wanted to bounce off of too because you mentioned like the five out of five and the four out of five right i know you're totally joking in terms of like the boo andy but like when i was figuring out my score for the game I was in a place where I didn't know where I was going to go between a five and a four. And it was me hitting up Greg after us all discussing what our review scale was, right? And that jump between great and amazing and what that meant for us. You know, I, I look at the reviews that are out right now and I look at Kimberly's review here from Game Informer, which is a 9.25 and Simon's from IGN, which is a nine out of 10. And I'm totally in agreement with them. If I was on a 10 point scale, I would be in that nine range of like, I don't think the game is flawless. I don't think the game is perfect. I wouldn't, I don't even know if I'd say the game is a masterpiece, but I think in the places that matter, Horizon Forbidden West reaches that level of excellence uh, and is a game that by the time I reached the end, I had fallen in love with. And for me, that is enough for on what our skill is, right, to call it amazing. Uh, and yeah, like to, to Paris's point about the world, about the sandbox as well, like I think the thing for me in our comparisons to other open world games, whether it be Breath of the Wild or Red Dirt or, or the open world games that we consider the great open world games, right? When we talk about Breath of the Wild, I know what comes to the forefront of the conversation all the time is the climbing and like the physics system, which I think is excellent. One of the best things that Breath of the Wild does but I think that I think one thing that often gets forgotten about uh, when we talk about it because it's not as uh, like it's not as much of, of a buzzword is the fact that Breath of the Wild's open world and the design of the open world feels so designed in the way that you have so many points of interest, right? You start in the Great Plateau, you look around and you see a thing in the sky, or you look around and you see a desert area, or you look around and you see Death Mountain, right? You have so many different things in the way that like it's designed like a theme park where any direction you have something interesting that you're that um, that, that is pulling your interest and makes you want to go and follow that thing. Horizon Forbidden West, I think, takes good note of uh, how to design a really good open world that doesn't get boring and that feels like uh feels like there's tlc putting put into it in the way that it is still that you know you open up your map you have a bunch of icons you have a list of activities and they are repeated activities right you're going through you're doing the tall necks you're doing the melee pits you're doing uh the side quests all these things but each individual thing feels like it has its own gimmick to it that really does make it feel special like each tall neck feels special it's not just you are climbing up a tall neck and you're unlocking the map there is some kind of gimmick there is some kind of story there is some kind of mechanic attached to make that tall neck feel special same thing with even the melee pits same thing with any of the activity there's old world ruins which are basically like random structures you'll find in the open world it might be a broken down hotel it might be um a former like uh office building something like that where it is you go through and you're trying to unlock a door in there so you can get a special item and to do that you have to read logs and figure out like okay what's the puzzle i'm solving here almost reminds me of like a shrine in breath of the wild that sort of thing and i think that stuff goes a long way into making horizon Ben west world feel special it feels like a way more designed and way more thought out world than horizon zero dawn and i think that goes to what paris is saying about the sandbox while I have uh, the two of you here, so one of the things that I, I'm really excited about with gaming right now, specifically with the PS5, is how it uses the dual sense in unique ways, whether it's the the haptic feedback or the, the the speakers and all the stuff like Returnal obviously comes to mind. Did this game push that stuff forward in any way to you guys? Paris, what do you think? I thought from an audio standpoint, it did. Absolutely. I played the entire game with, with the 3D Pulse headset on and just the directional audio and the little subtle things that you would hear out in the world were, were fantastic. Dual sense wise, I mean, no, this isn't doing things like Ratchet and Clank or Returnal did with it or even obviously Astro's Playroom. But there, there's definitely some some fun haptic things that are happening there, but not as obvious as, as you have with some of those other PS5 games. 
Yeah, like I the dual sense stuff was never super noticeable for me, but I think that's also because we're now in year two and a half, I guess, of having the PS5 and having the dual sense. So like the the like bow and arrow stuff that I'm sure what that I'm not even sure, right? That was talked about in like the PlayStation blogs and pretty much every example they give for how the dual sense worked. Like that stuff was there. It was never a thing that I actually thought about this time around because I think I've gotten that through so many other games that it's just become second nature. Uh, I will say that, yeah, the audio, to put to Paris's point, is great in the game. Like, And I wasn't using the... Uh, actually, I went back and forth between using my Pulse uh, headset, which is like PlayStation uh, um, first-party headset, and then also my, my Razer Kyra. I'm like swimming in headsets right now. Uh, and Tim, I don't know if you've heard of the Razer Kyra Pro, but mm-hmm. it's basically like... It's a haptic feedback headset. And so like when there's uh, deeper tones going on in the sound design of a game, you get that haptic feedback in the feel. And I thought that's, that felt really cool <laughs> while playing, awesome. especially because like the soundtrack and the score of the game, especially when you're in combat, has some dubstep like like um like wobble in like some of the some of the sound design of the score. I don't know if that makes sense to you, but it sounds oh, almost yeah. like an electronic industrial like we're gonna get we're gonna go really interesting places with the sounds we use in the soundtrack. And that stuff feels great with the headphones. Uh, but then you also have stuff like you're know, getting hit with an arrow or, or launching an arrow that has that subtle um, uh, feedback to it that I thought was really cool with the Kyra headphones. But um, yeah, like the 3D sound design, I think is fucking awesome in it. Oh yeah. Well, there you go. Horizon, check it out, right? <laughs> There you go. Are you are you planning to check it out? I'm gonna play it throughout the year, but I, I don't know that I'm ever gonna beat it. Like the the first game, I I beat over time, or I, I beat it, I guess, for the review at that point. But I golden pathed it, and then I was like going back and doing a lot of the the side quest. But again, it's just not my type of game. But it, again, it's a beautiful, amazing experience, and it seems like they've just upped the ante in every single way. So don't listen to me, anybody. Now, uh, before we move on, move on to the next news story, I want to talk about like this year for video games because we're in well, it is February fourteenth right? Valentine's Day review Mm -hmm. season. A lot of stuff going on right now. And we've already gotten multiple, multiple games where I think many of us are like, yo, we love these games or these are game of the year uh, uh, contenders in terms of quality, right? Whether it be Sifu, Dying Light 2, Pokemon Legends Arceus, and Horizon Forbidden West. Where are you at with the year in terms of like how well games are doing so far? Oh, I mean, it's crazy. So far for me, it's Sifu. Easy. Where Pokemon didn't really do what I'm looking for for a Pokemon game. Horizon is not my type of game. So it's like, I am very happy that I got something in Seafood. I'm like, yo, this is for me. I am absolutely in love with it. I am still working on that Platinum. It's not going great, but it's going good. You know, how's it going? Like, I, I know the probably the hardest trophy is to get the game completed under age 25. How's That's that the only one. That's the only one that I'm like, I'm going to have to really, really grind and try to mm. try to make it happen. I'm feeling confident that I'll be able to, though. Um, I haven't had as much time as I would have liked to play the game the last couple of days. It's been a busy weekend, but um, I, I'm i having so much fun going back and, and just doing all the little things like sparing the the people. I'm working on that right now. And uh, my problem, bless, and without getting into too much detail here, is I keep fucking accidentally doing the finishing move. I do it all right, and then I stagger, stagger, stagger. The thing comes up, and just instinctively I do it. I have now killed boss four six times. Six fucking times. That is like three hours of wasted time of my life for nothing. Just the the fact that you went from struggling, right, Mm -hmm. being on level one and being like, I don't know how I'm going to beat this. To now accidentally killing the fourth boss six yeah. times, yeah, like that's why I fucking love that game so much. Is it's that, great, like, man. The, the the level of growth, and it's not like you're getting like you know uh, attack stats or strength stats or anything like that. That is just the pure Tim Getty skill yep. that has gotten that Thank good you. across playing Thank the game. You. So Thank I'm proud you. of you, Tim. Fucking yeah, hey, honestly, you and Andy, you were my my you were my seafoods. I swear to God, like you made it all happen, dude. One you taught me the ways. Dude, Elden Ring is up next to him. I, I, I think there's a chance. There's I, a chance he might get in. I can tell you right now, there's no chance. If I'm playing Horizon and I'm like, I don't know, I ain't doing Elden Ring. Nah, Sekiro, more it. of a chance. More of a chance. You, yeah, Sekiro, Sekiro will be more your jam for sure because yeah, more linear combat. It's fucking swift. It's fucking nice. One of the <laughs> best combat systems I've played in a video game. You should 100% play Sekiro. But Tim, enough about Sekiro. Let's talk about Capcom with story number two. Yes, the let's Capcom do that. Countdown page is teased uh it's apparently there's an upcoming announcement coming this weekend i'm pulling from adam bankhurst at ign capcom has launched a new website that is teasing an announcement for next weekend 
The countdown page, which gives no further information as to what it may be for, is set to end on February 20th at 10 p.m. Pacific time. It's important to note that the Capcom Pro Tour 2021 season final is set to end next weekend, meaning this very well may be an announcement for Street Fighter VI or something else in the Legendary Fighting Game series. Street Fighter VI was part of a massive data breach at Capcom alongside Dragon's Dogma 2, the Resident Evil 4 remake, Monster Hunter 6, and more. It's also possible we may learn about uh, the, the DLC for Resident Evil Village, Monster Hunter Rise's uh, Sunbreak expansion, or even the possible remaster for Marvel vs. Capcom 2. A little bit more context I want to add here, right? This morning on Twitter, uh, at REBH Portal, which I believe is the official Resident Evil slash Biohazard Portal account on Twitter, which I don't know exactly what that is, but it's official. It's official <laughs> I love what you said, which I believe is the official, uh, I'm just going to read all the words. And, yeah, oh, I, don't, read I, don't, the I, don't, I was right there with you. It's like Resident Evil, Biohazard, cool, Portal. Uh, shit, I, you lost me, yeah, guys. I don't, I don't know what a, I don't know like why they have so many accounts for Resident Evil, but here you go. It's the uh, Portal official page. It's verified. I can say that at least. They tweeted out this morning, oh, there's something suspicious activity. There's something, I'm reading it verbatim. There's something suspicious activity going on at the Resident Evil portal, dot, dot, dot. It seems that this was the reason why all the staff around me worked busy lately. There's something going on tomorrow at 4 p.m. JST. Uh, so we hope you all enjoy it. And then when you click into the image, you see like, like a like a history thing and then a coming soon thing and this says biohazard 2 but it's like kind of like blurred out a little bit and then you see other titles it seems like it might be a collection or some weird thing going on there uh but that's something i want to throw in as like a more context to this whole situation tim i'm sure you saw this when you woke up what oh, are yeah. your thoughts what is going on with this countdown look i'm so excited and i love capcom and i feel like capcom had their kind of renaissance a couple years ago there was a, a dark time that lasted many many years uh throughout the last decade but they've really kind of come into their own not without missteps here and there but when you look back at the last couple of years like i don't need to rattle off all the titles you know but it really kind of started around that monster hunter world and then all the remakes um so now with this i would have said immediately it's street fighter 6 we're definitely due for that announcement i think it's going to happen uh inevitably sometime this year and i think the sooner the better the sooner makes more sense especially with uh it being the timing being around the um tournaments but then you see this and it's like whoa Maybe it's Resident Evil 4 remake. You know, Imran dropping that news story last week uh, where there's smokes, there's fire, as the kids say. So mm -hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if we end up uh, getting something there that also is inevitable. Um, me and Greg were talking a couple days ago about the Resident Evil trajectory. And when you look at Remake 2, Remake 3, those were like January releases one year after the other. And then, I mean, even RE7 the year before that, it took a little longer for RE8. Uh, for Village, right? That came out in, in April or May. And so here we are. It's coming up. We haven't had an announcement on uh, a new RE game in the longest we have in years. So I think that's important to to note. I wouldn't be surprised if this is Resident Evil 4 Remake. That's a game that we oh, can really? all kind of... I mean, look at this, right? Like this, that's the menu. That's you see, yeah, <laughs> that's tweeted that's down here. That's the actual menu. Yeah, so for audio listeners, right, the the image that's tweeted from the R, at REBH portal account, official, verified, uh, like, yeah, the background of it has the same exact, like, design as the RE4 options menu. Yeah, so it's it's exciting like, because... The interesting thing, though, is that, like, this tweet is hinting at tomorrow at 4 p.m. JST, whereas, like, the countdown is for this weekend. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. So I don't know, like, maybe maybe something is teased and then fully revealed this weekend, or maybe these are two different things. Maybe we're getting two big Capcom things. Huh? Wait, okay. I always get confused because Japan time is so radically different than our time. 4 p.m. tomorrow. <laughs> it's not a week ahead, though. You know? Japan? Yeah, Kev, how is Japan not that different? Well, I mean, like, not a week. Not six days. Okay, not different that different. Time. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> JST. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but okay. So, and also, like this does this countdown doesn't give me RE vibes. To be fair, it doesn't I guess give me Street Fighter vibes either. Mm -hmm. um, it does give you more than clock vibes though? You know, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what could that be? Um, I'm, I'm excited. I, I hope it's multiple things. Like again, I, we're gonna get an RE4 remake and Street Fighter Six announcement this year, and I do think we're gonna get them in the first half of this year. So, wouldn't be surprised if this ends up all kind of coming together sooner than later um other things you were bringing up there of like the mvc2 uh remaster yeah. or whatever it is remaster. i i don't that's such a weird thing where that did not exist and then fans just kind of talked about it and in this era 
fans kind of can push things into existence. So um, I think that that is a little bit more turn the the key to just release it like they have the game they already have it remastered like that existed on the 360 and ps3 and then they took it down for licensing issues so that is more of a behind the scenes figure out licensing and then boom it's pretty much ready um so i i don't think it's going to be that i also think that we are overdue for another versus capcom fighting game it's been a long time since infinite and I think that we have a new era of Capcom. We also have a very clear new era of Marvel games. So a new Marvel versus Capcom game wouldn't surprise me, but something else versus Capcom, I think is just as likely. Either way, I'm excited about all of this stuff. The things that I would be least excited in are if it is Monster Hunter or Dragon's Dogma related, but that's just a personal thing. Yeah, I'm sure dope, that though. there are people that are that just as is excited like, no as I would be. Is, there's like so many buckets stuff. that there's so many buckets that'll get people hyped, right? Because yep. I know I know for a fact that like Kevin and Greg would get super hyped for Monster Hunter, and I would be interested in, at at the very least, um, because I've been wanting to find a good jumping in point for Monster Hunter, and I know people that would be that would go crazy for Dragon's Dogma too. And it does feel like we are due for a, a PlayStation and Xbox Monster Hunter, right? We got World a couple of years ago, and then we got the um, expansion packs and uh, the I forget what it was called the the icy icy cold cold uh, monsters. Oh, Iceborn mm-hmm. Icebreak. Uh, that's iceborne sounds right yeah monster hunter winner i was close mm-hmm. uh but regardless like i feel like we're we are due for a monster hunter world 2 or something right like that uh, especially on ps like next gen consoles and pre- yeah. next oh, last gen as well but uh yeah. a brand like a new, new gen release that feels like it takes advantage of like the ps5 and xbox series x right we're in mm-hmm. that we're in that fun place where I feel like sky's the limit in terms of the stuff that or the ip that uh developers and, and publishers are going to want to bring forward to take advantage we're like i know we talk about nether realm uh and like are they going to do uh yeah um, what you call it mortal Kombat, or are they going to do injustice but like you can see it either way because you got to have a world combat on new consoles what? right like it makes sense to double dip and for mm-hmm. monster hunter yeah i can see them turning around and being like all right we just put out monster hunter rise last year let's let's uh come back again put out monster hunter world or announce monster hunter world so we can put it out next year so we can take advantage of that new audience like yeah there's a lot of different uh potential potentials for the for what this could be i i'll put my money on street fighter 6 I think that the timing of it um, uh, being around the Capcom Pro Tour coming to an end, or at least, at least the season coming to an end, and how long it's been since Street Fighter. Like you mentioned, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite being uh, coming out a while ago. Street Fighter Five came out what feels like forever ago, and I oh, think it was forever. It, yeah, well, it was like 2015, something like that. And like Street Fighter, I think is due for a refresh because Street Fighter Five, from as an outsider looking in, right, but somebody who pays attention to fighting games. Street Fighter V, I don't think, set the world on fire the way that Street Fighter usually does. Like, I felt like that was kind of a rough launch that they tried to make better over the years, but I don't know if it ever reached that full maximum potential of Street Fighter, and I could easily see them going, all right, it's time. Like, new console, new generation. Let's make Street Fighter what it's supposed to be and make it the most popular, best fighting game on the planet. See, what's interesting there, though, is part of the the reason for that was its tie to being PlayStation exclusive, console-wise at least, right? Like, I think that fighting games are, uh, it's a niche community enough that you already need to get as many players as possible so i feel like that already kind of set them off in a, in a bad place and street fighter 5 was the first time they were really trying to do the street fighter as a platform uh where it's like we're just going to keep adding to this and it's there's just going to be the free expansions and characters and i just think that a lot of that strategy we the, the world just wasn't really ready for that yet i'm interested when street fighter 6 comes out is it playstation exclusive i think it's going to be is that the right decision i don't think so but i do think it's going to be tied to it uh I'll real quick i want I, I want to say um, that Bane0808 in the chat says it's Pragmata gameplay reveal, which Ooh. would be, that's interesting because Pragmata last time we saw it was 2020 during the uh, PlayStation um, PS5 reveal event. That was that weird uh, astronaut game. Yes. <laughs> if you remember. Yeah. That would, that'd be an interesting one because that game got delayed till it was supposed to come out, I believe this year and got delayed till 2023. So I feel like, I feel like it's early for Pragmata gameplay unless they are treating this like a AAA top tier. We're putting this as our front runner for like our important Capcom games, which, you know, who knows? It might be that. Um, I would be shocked to see gameplay this early. I feel like E3 would be better timing or later in the year if it's going to come out in 2023. But yeah, I wouldn't count that out, right? I think there's definitely a chance for that. I mean, looking at this clock, it definitely looks more in design language style of Pragmata than it does Street Fighter or monster sure. hunter or resident evil or anything we were talking about not that it's anything that i'm looking at watching this trailer right now kev i sent a thing to assets if you wanted to bring it up um i, I don't think anything screams oh this is that but 
I don't know. It's interesting. Then there's the, the off the wall stuff of like the get hype moments of I would love a new Ani Musha. I would love a. Uh... Oh. Reach into the bag. What's that sound? <laughs> Was that Digimon? What the fuck was that? <laughs> I love that. I love seeing Bless like intently listen to it. <laughs> the chat gets it. The chat gets it. I'm so confused. It was, it the, was the wrong song though, Kev. You needed to do the other one. Was that? Did you just play the Digimon both theme? Of, both of them are good too. Both of them are good. <laughs> oh, oh, you're the best, Kevin. Kevin Kowal, man, oh, on man. another level this year. Um. Anyways, Pragmata. Pragmata. Prag -prag. This game looks cool. Like, looks I want this game shit. to be dope. And this, this has yeah, nothing to do with Konami, huh? With no. Konami? I mean, when, he, when they first revealed it, it, it looks like the robot it man. Thing. It looks like the Luden's Kojima. 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 Yeah, gotcha, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, that is a good call, Kevin. That's what we thought it was at first, but then, yeah, it was revealed to be Pragmata from Capcom. We were all like, huh, okay, <laughs> let's see what yeah. this is about. <laughs> that was the exact quote. Yeah. Well, yeah, so we'll have to wait and see. Oh, Animusha and Dino Crisis were the things I was going to bring up that I'm just going to always bring up until they happen. And Animusha yeah. kind of did happen, which is so weird. They're just like, hey, we're going to release the game, the first game again. And then they did. Tim, just play, just play some Sekiro, man. It'll satiate that, man. I'm yeah. Robot. On you. Play some Sekiro. You too, Kevin. Play some Sekiro. Play some Sekiro, guys. It's too hard. It's scary. Uh, you'll you'll learn you'll get used to it story number three speaking of live streams we got a cyberpunk live stream that is incoming this is tom oh, yeah? at video games chronicle oh yeah cd project red will hold a cyberpunk 2077 live stream on tuesday during which it is expected to reveal the game's release date for ps5 and xbox series x slash s the presentation will begin at 7 a.m pacific time february 15th quote so, Choom, how about a date? We'll talk things, you know, end quote. CD Projekt teased on their Twitter. Last month, the PS5 version of, CD, of uh, Cyberpunk 2077 was seemingly spotted in the PlayStation Network backend, suggesting that the long-awaited new-gen release could be coming soon. Cool. Uh, Tim, is this something that you're looking forward to? I'm not looking forward to it, but I'm just putting it out there right now. I feel it. Yeah? It's coming out tomorrow. You think they're going to shadow drop the Cyberpunk 2077 tomorrow I, on next I think, gen? I think they are because oh. it's not like it's a game that needs like another marketing <laughs> promo cycle, right? Like, I feel like this is their chance to be like, yo, get it out there. Hopefully get the, the positive news of that and, and get, get the boost there. Could be totally wrong about it, but I something tells me that, that it might be tomorrow. It would be smart. Yeah, I, I think letting the game speak for itself as opposed to marketing it, which yeah, I'm right there with you. Like, market, uh, trying to advertise the game and trying to market it, I think, backfires a little bit because they've already done that, and the game has gotten so much bad press that I I think at, at this point, putting it out on PS5 and Xbox Series X and having it work and function and not be super glitchy would be the best um, the, the best way to advertise it so that people go, oh, shit, like, you guys need to check out these next-gen versions of Cyberpunk. Like, this game is actually pretty good. Because, mm. yeah, like, I, 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 want, I want Cyberpunk to, like, reach a place where we can feel good about it right we can feel good about the ip we can feel good about the updates we can feel good about maybe multiplayer coming someday and we can feel good about maybe future cyberpunk games because like i still stand by cyberpunk 2077 for the way i played it which is on pc and a pretty good pc is a pretty fun game that i think has a lot of good stuff going for it the the kevin i'm hearing sound from you are you saying something yeah i just laugh at you and like, i'm pretty good at pc he said, I, I have a pretty good PC. Oh god! I thought you were bra I thought you were no. bragging about being good at playing PC games. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, you, you give me a mouse and keyboard, I'll, I'll take out any choom. I don't know what a choom is. Still, I, I play the game. I don't, know what a I don't think is. you're allowed to say that, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, it does feel weird to say out loud. I, right? I'm not gonna lie. I mean, it's definitely a, a, like an offensive term, right? Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. Is not it, if it is, not, I apologize. Not real, not real life. Not real life offensive. Like fake offensive. We digress, but like to to uh, get into the point I was talking about earlier, right? Like Cyberpunk 2077 is a really enjoyable game if you're playing it in the right space in the right in in the right way, right? Which is on a way more powerful platform than a PS4 or Xbox One. Uh, so if it runs the way it's supposed to, and if they're able to get those updates out that fix more of the bugs, and it's in and if they're able to just get it to a polished place, I think that'll get I think that'll get more people on the side of oh, this is actually pretty good. I want more from this. And I think that's the way you start to rebuild Cyberpunk a bit. But again, it is still a big ask when that game came out and just disappointed so many people and had so much bad press in the beginning. Um, 
But I wanted to succeed, man. I wanted to come back because I like that game, Tim. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. Do you know what I also liked, Tim? Hmm. Patreon.com slash kind of funny games yep. where folks can go to get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, let us tell you about our sponsors. Think of all the things you could do and all the places you could go if you didn't have high interest loans or credit card debt. Upstart helps make those dreams a reality by helping you pay off your existing debt quickly with a personal loan. Upstart is the fast and easy way to pay off your debt with a personal loan all online. Whether you're paying off credit cards, consolidating high interest debt, or funding personal expenses, over half a million people have used Upstart to get one fixed monthly payment. Upstart knows you're more than just your credit score and is expanding access to affordable credit. Unlike other lenders, Upstart considers your income and current employment to find you a smarter rate for your loan. With a five-minute rate check, you can see your rate upfront for your loans between $1,000 and $50,000 and receive your funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loan. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash kindoffunny. That's upstart.com slash kindoffunny. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash kindoffunny. Green Chef is the greenest way to get your greens. It's the most sustainable meal kit out there, offsetting 100% of their plastic packaging in every box and 100% of their carbon footprint and emissions. Their pre-portioned ingredients mean you reduce your food waste by at least 25% compared to boring old grocery shopping. Green Chef is the number one meal kit for eating well with options for every lifestyle like keto and paleo, vegan, vegetarian, fast and fit, Mediterranean, and gluten-free. I'm Greg Miller, and I use Green Chef. They just sent me a box the other day. We had these... uh, 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 these uh, uh, Greek pitas. They were delicious. You cut them in half, then you put all the delicious stuff in there, came in a brown bag, you open up the brown bag, take out all these other brown bags, then you recycle it all, then you eat this delicious food. It's great. Why wouldn't you do this? Go to greenchef.com slash kindoffunny130 and use the code kindoffunny130 to get $130 off plus free shipping. That's greenchef.com slash kindoffunny130 and code kindoffunny130 to get $130 off plus free shipping. Green Chef. The number one meal kit for eating well. <laughs> Madonna. Uh, story number four. Nathan Drake and Chloe Frazier are headed to Fortnite. This is Adam Bankhurst at IGN. Uh, and Kevin, I have images that you can pull up here in the doc. Mm-hmm. In celebration of the upcoming Uncharted film, the video game and movie versions of Nathan Drake and Chloe Frazier will be arriving as outfits in Fortnite on February 17th. Fortnite's latest collaboration was teased via its official website last week, where it asked players to work together to solve a riddle with a 14-character password. Creators like at the squatting dog on twitter solved the riddle pretty oh. quickly with the password at the squatting dog uh the password yeah, I, i've been following him for a while he's awesome sorry wait really yeah who wait well who is this person i don't know uh, the squatting dog well he well he makes a lot of content for like fortnite where it's like whenever the weekly uh, missions come out like he'll get a map and put like what areas you have to go to find stuff oh shit really really randomly joey at one point worked with him <laughs> I, I, I'm flabbergasted because like I read the story and I was like oh cool random ass name and then, uh, it turns out Joey knows this person that's fucking awesome but yeah <laughs> at the squatting dog uh, qu- quickly put together the password riddle sick Parvis Magna uh, those who have played the Uncharted games will remember that Latin phrase is from Sir Francis Drake's ring that Nathan Drake has it was also linked to the real Sir Francis Drake once the password is entered, users are taken to an unlisted video on Fortnite's YouTube channel that shows the outfits in action. The film versions of the outfits are based on Tom Holland's Nathan Drake and Sophia, Sophia Ali's Chloe Frazier. The video game versions are based on their looks from Uncharted 4 Thief's End and Uncharted The Lost Legacy, respectively. Fun fact, this will be Tom Holland's second appearance in Fortnite following his arrival as Spider-Man. Kevin, you are our Fortnite correspondent. Does this make you smile? Uh, you know, it does. I wasn't listening to what we have to do to get them. If we can just earn them, I will earn them. If we have to buy them, I will think about it real hard. <laughs> real hard. You know, I, does Nathan Drake not get you excited enough to just drop whatever price tag they put on it? Not certainly not whatever. Okay. Not whatever. Well, I gotta be real. Like, this Chloe model, the, the outfit is, is a horrible. <laughs> I do not like it at all. Why does it look like she's just wearing, like american apparel like she looks like she went to uniqlo and like this is like not even like a real chloe which which chloe are you talking about you're talking about movie chloe or game chloe game chloe Chloe. like why does it just look so sterile that's not how chloe looks yeah i think it is well i mean 
But we don't There's know. A little more style to it normally, like the outfit. Like I don't know, whatever. Tim, you haven't seen the movie. I don't like yet, it. You know, maybe that's what she wears the whole time. Her traditional the movie red ones on shirt. the right. Yeah, no. Tim is talking about the game one. Who oh. I'm pretty sure, like, I honestly I think it's just the fact that it's Fortnite and like Fortnite. Yeah, kinda, it like, no, totally. the character uh, uh, a little I bit, but like I think she looks good enough. I don't. I don't think there's anything wrong with this. When you're in the action, when you're in the gunplay. You're not. You're not. You're not even looking at the American Apparel. All right. Mm-hmm. You're focusing on the enemy mm-hmm. who might be Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. They might be Thor. <laughs> they might be another Tom Holland. Who Tom Holland is? Or wait, Spider-Man. what's the other Tom Holland? Is it also? Spider-Man. Is it unmasked Spider-Man? Yeah, you can take off the mask. I feel like that's not Spider-Man's thing. I feel like you shouldn't be taking off the mask. <laughs> I feel like that's no, just no, the no. Like no, are you kidding? Spider-Man takes his in the Sony verse. He takes his mask off all the time. Remember, like even in the MCU. Like we see Spider Man, the uh, I guess in No Way Home, there's like not a reason for him to be wearing a mask all that much. Mm, mm, mm. That lines up. Anyway, let's move on to our next uh, news story. Story number five: uh, horror game Martha is Dead is being modified on PlayStation. This is Ryan Dinsdale Seems at like IGN. Idea. The PlayStation versions of upcoming horror game Martha is Dead have been modified to remove certain elements, despite the original version launching as normal on Xbox and PC. It's not clear what has been modified, but Martha is Dead is already notable for an unflinching look at graphic elements, even in its trailers. The announcement came in a tweet posted just 10 days before Martha is Dead's launch. Expressing regret at the change, the developer's statement was prefaced with a warning that the game was always intended for adult audiences. Quote, with play consisting of potentially discomforting scenes and themes that may distress some players, end mm-hmm. quote. It also announced that the physical versions on PlayStation would be delayed for a small number of weeks. Tim, this was uh, breaking over the weekend. I went ahead and watched one of the trailers for Martha is Dead because I had heard the name, but I didn't uh, look into what the game was because I'm not super into like these types of horror games. So I went ahead and watched uh, one of the trailers. And when I tell you, <laughs> I was not prepared for seeing a skin, uh, a face peeled off by the yeah, skin uh-huh. in the trailer. That shit was wild. Uh, that said, I don't know how I feel about this. I don't think I like Sony, um, uh, like, I guess, like, censoring. Or not even censoring, right? I like them restricting these elements of the game from being available on the platform. Because you got to assume it's Sony, right, if the game is appearing as is on Xbox and PC. Yeah, I mean, we don't know what it is that they're censoring. So I think that's Mm -hmm. the thing is, like, I don't really have thoughts personally one way or another until we know what that actually is. I align with you that, like, it does seem kind of weird. However, there are certain things, like, the world's changed. And where I personally stand is, like, I don't think that you should just be able to do whatever the hell you want, show whatever you want, whenever you want. That's just not how this is. Uh, So depending on what they're modifying, I don't know. Like, this yeah. isn't clear enough to me to, to really know. It, it is interesting that Xbox and PC are going to keep it. PC is a little bit different because it's PC. Yeah. People are just going to mod whatever they want anyways. But, yeah, I don't know. Like, what what is it going to be? Does anyone know? Yeah, I don't Let think know. anybody knows. And that's He's the thing. That's where that's nice. where I end up being with you where I'm kind of in a wait and see thing. I think at first blush, I'm like, all right, like, if it's appearing on Xbox, it probably can't be that bad but maybe it is maybe i'm maybe i'm judging too soon maybe it is some fucked up shit i mean the last time we've heard playstation do this stuff it's for a lot of the the japanese games that take things too far and i mm-hmm. personally i think that that shit it's like yeah hey shouldn't be okay so depending on what this is i don't necessarily stand against this Kevin, what was that you about to say bless this person just removed the face and then they put it on yeah it's wearing it's metal, the- right I metal's not the right word. <laughs> metal's <laughs> not the right word. I, I like if it's if it was for the face thing, then I'd be like, okay, maybe that maybe you don't need to take it off. But I I I wonder. Yeah, I'm like I'm with him a little bit in terms of I wonder what it, what more is in there that like might have warranted it. Because uh, like I'm not completely against like managing your platform and like making sure that like making sure you're putting on putting stuff on your store that you know isn't bullshit or isn't like weird or creepy or like you know, crosses the line in any extreme way. That said, PlayStation also has games like ZJ the Ball, which are barely video games that are made for Greg Miller to get Platinums in that are like, you know, like fucking garbage ass like pieces of content. And I'm like, I if you guys are going to like manage your platform in this way, I wish there was a little bit more TLC put into like, okay, yeah, but like, let's also go, go at the things that, um, I don't know, like take advantage of people's wallets in that way. I don't know, like it's why well, he's gonna it, attack Greg. All right, let him throw away his money. This is an attack at Greg. This is an attack at ZJ the Ball. I don't know if you heard about this. <laughs> it's pretty ridiculous. Love it. All right, let's move on to story number six. Call of Duty announced their next games on Twitter? Question uh, mark. Right before the weekend? Question mark. This is Jay Peters at the Verge, and this is one that we talked about a little bit 
at the end of last episode during You're Wrong because it was breaking at the end of the show. Activision is working on two big Call of Duty initiatives for 2022, the company announced Friday. One is a sequel to 2019's Call of Duty Modern Warfare, and the other is a new Warzone experience, both of which will be designed together from the ground up, according to a blog post. It's unclear if the new Warzone experience is a full-on sequel or a major update in the vein of Fortnite's massive chapter changes, and the company didn't immediately reply to a request for a comment asking for clarification. However, Activision is promising some new things. Uh, you can expect, quote, a massive evolution of battle royale with all new play space and a new sandbox mode the blog says and a new engine that powers both the new call of duty game and release and, and new call of duty game release and Warzone. end quote Development of the new Call of Duty game and this uh, new Warzone experience will be led by Infinity Ward, the studio that made Modern Warfare, Infinite Warfare, Ghosts, and other Call of Duty titles, including the original. Tim, this is a very interesting way for them to announce Call of Duty because usually it's not just via a tweet and a blog post, right? Usually there's more of a big blowout right before E3. I think in, in um, recent years, we've seen Call of Duty get revealed in August, but it's February 2022. And we know the next new Call of Duty games are a new Warzone and a new Modern Warfare. How do you feel about it? Yeah, I mean, I think Call of Duty has just evolved so much in the last couple of years. And like it's over its iterations. Like we got to the point where, okay, cool. Call of Duty Modern Warfare is a hit. Sequel, 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 Black Ops. Oh, Black Ops is a hit. Sequel, sequel, sequel. And then they added that third pillar. And it always felt like one of them kind of just didn't have the juice. It always kind of felt like a, a, an off year for Call of Duty. And then Warzone changed the game yet again, right? And we kind of got to the point that, okay, we're rebooting even Modern Warfare. like, And everything's just kind of iterative and cycling over and over. So I think that they're just clearly looking at the audience and trying to be like, hey, we still are up there with the highest grossing game of the year every single year but how do we maintain that in a, a shifting changing industry uh alongside warzone which is this free-to-play opportunity for us to continue to grow continue to make money and split the player base in a way that could be beneficial to us so i'm not surprised that they're trying something different here i think especially with the uh acquisition stuff like there's just so much at yeah. play like um, I know that the acquisition can't change how they're uh, doing their business currently or whatever, but I, I'm not surprised with this, especially thinking about Activision's place in the industry with all the controversy surrounding them in every single way. Like this kind of just seems like, hey, let's just get the news out there that like the things that people want from mainline Call of Duties or what we're going to be giving them the next couple of years. Let them sit on it so Jason Trier doesn't leak it because inevitably yeah. he's going. I mean, to. Jason Trier already leaked it, right? I think yeah. that's the big thing here too. Is like yeah. you talked about it. I think it was last week or the week before where uh after the acquisition, when everybody had the questions of what does this mean for Call of Duty, what does this mean this mean for the next years of Call of Duty, and that same news story where. Uh, he reported that the next three uh, Call of Duty entries are going to also be on PlayStation. He also mentioned that, yeah, the next Call of Duty entry is going to be Modern Warfare, uh, the sequel to the uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare that we got already from Infinity Ward, and then a new iteration of Warzone. And so I think it's a combination of all the things you're saying, plus the fact that the information is already out there. Like, we already practically knew. And all, and it's also nice to give that confirmation and go, hey, we're being bought by Microsoft. We know you have many questions. Let us answer these questions that we that we can answer right now. Yeah, um, and I think there's a certain a confidence, point. too, in, in Modern Warfare to know that, like, Modern Warfare markets, markets itself. You know, once you release a trailer, people are going to get excited for it. Like, mm -hmm. the, talking about it early isn't going to do anything to uh, mess with the promotion of the game. Let's round out the report report with our final news story. Story number seven, Sifu is getting some accessibility updates. This is Steve Saylor on Twitter. Hey. Uh, hey, the homie at Steve Saylor tweeted out, quote, hey, so it's weird I get to help break news, but yes, hashtag Sifu is getting hashtag accessibility updates post-launch. Uh, you're getting better captions, high contrast mode on PS4 and PS5. It was on PC, but not on PS4 and 5 at launch due to a bug. And then difficulty modes, uh, both easier and harder, similar to Metroid Dread's update. That's awesome. That's really yeah. exciting stuff. Uh, I love that they're adding in the the, the difficulty stuff because I think that's been the big conversation around many folks not being able to get past like a lot of Sifu's content just because it's so brutal and they don't really give you options to tweak things and like you know get into get deep into like an assist mode in a way that you can in a Celeste and many other games. Adding in difficulty is awesome, and I also like I see the I see the harder difficulty mode, and I'm also like hmm. I kind of want to try that out. You know, I kind of want to like make myself suffer a little bit. And so I love that they're doing this in the, in the similar vein as uh, Metroid Dread did in that Nintendo Direct. Yeah, I'm interested in what the harder difficulty could even look like. Because I, I feel like pros like you, Barrett, and Andy at this point, it's like you're already not really getting hit that much anyways. You know? Yeah, so it's exactly. Like, 
Yeah. I wonder. Yeah, so. I wonder if it is like a thing of two hits and you're dead, like that that sort of thing. Because that's that that would be hardcore. Um, if you if you do have to basically perfect these levels, because like I think it was uh, it was Barrett maybe who was talking about how he got through certain levels without um uh, dying once. Like he he was able to remain at age twenty for a good amount of the levels. Like that kind of thing already blows me away. You know, like I've not gone back to beat level one at age twenty yet. Like usually I'm at age twenty one or twenty two. Yeah, that's that's that Tim motherfucking Getty's magic. Right there. <laughs> but like me, you know, I'm still like I'm still dying once or twice. And so like the idea of getting hit once or maybe like one to three times and going down terrifies me, but also excites me because that's gonna make me perfect the game in a way that appeals to me, but also in a way that I know doesn't appeal to many people. And so for that, I absolutely love that they're adding in an easy mode that way that like people who I've seen that are like, man, I wanna I wanna like this game, I wanna enjoy this game, but it's too punishing or like, you know, whatever the the the, the uh hang up may be, they're able to get past that and actually enjoy the game for the experience that it is. Yeah, it's really interesting that this is uh, not at launch, but it's good that they're they are doing it at all. But I hope that this is the type of trend shift shift in trend that we see of accessibility kind of being cared about from the beginning, as opposed to like years down the line or whatever when it's too late. But uh, sounds like they're handling this semi right, so good on them. Hey, I do have an update from uh, Sad Boy Barrett in chat who says I got the plat and I'm good. Can't do a hard mode. LOL. Uh, and so it seems like Barrett Courtney is a coward who doesn't want to try the hard mode of seafood. Damn, so you called it like you see it, bro. Hey, I call it like I see it, you know? Like, if you're going to be a coward, we're going to call you a coward, Barrett Courtney, all right? Get on stream, do the hard mode of seafood, beat the entire game. You can snowbike Mike one on run, my Thursdays. Bro, one run, That's one what I'm run. saying, though, is I feel like he'll be able to. With ease. I, I've seen Barrett throw would hands, be able man. To. I think he just doesn't want to go through the stress of it, but I think for sure he'd be able to do it because Barrett Courtney is a gamer. Mm-hmm. Tim? I can't wait to see how many people are kind of funny beat Sifu's hard mode, but any of us beating it is probably just so far away. Yeah. If I want to know what's going on to Mom and Drop Shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily show host each and every weekday. Tim, I will say, forever ago, I challenged you to a Mario race, and I just saw Bander SN in chat say Blessing versus Barrett. And that's another great idea that I would love to do one day, is me versus Barrett versus Andy in a Sifu race. Who can beat the game the Tim Getty's in there, right? The four of us. Fuck it, why not? Someone has to lose in order to raise the stakes of the victors i like I, i'm super down a four-way start the from four the beginning who beats him at the end yeah let's go Dude, let's fucking do it out today we got infernax for ps4 xbox series x xbox one switch and pc that's actually a pretty cool game it's from the same developers as just shapes and beats and it's like a, a castlevania style um like 2d action rpg game uh and so if you're looking for that kind of game i rec- recommend infernax uh heart of the woods for ps5 and ps4 river C- river city girls zero for switch monster prom 2 monster camp double xl for switch smash star for switch and then dying light to the authority pack dlc is available now and includes some new gear for you new dates for you iron smith medieval simulator is coming to steam march 9th and then expedition zero intense survival horror experience ambushes windows pc via steam on march 24th 2022 you gotta love the the pr um write-ups they use very interesting verbs like ambush they're ambushing xbox or uh, sorry windows pc via steam <sighs> tim is time kind of funny.com slash you're wrong where folks write oh, in yeah. let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong so we can correct it for those watching later on youtube and listening later on podcast services around the globe uh plumbers here says i know this is some real nitpicking but as a math teacher i've got to point out that 9.25 should be said as 9.25 not 9.25 as that would imply that 9.25 would be greater than 9.3 i very nitpicky but no, you know what no i like a no, good no, math no no, no 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 because you can call it 9.530 you know what i mean what do you mean 9.530 what was the other number he said 9.3 Nine point, yeah. But you oh, 9.30. yeah. It's fine. It's fine. That's not some math shit. Get out of here, math teacher. Looks like you got some more classes to take. Go on, get out. <laughs> you want to take some more classes, plumbers? Uh, Bader, SN says, I, I don't says, know how Kevin just got so many things wrong <laughs> in one sentence. Everybody in chat is like, no, you're absolutely wrong. Nah, <laughs> you can't nah, call 9.3, nah. 9.30. I'm going to 9.25 is what? What was that? He can, man. No, they're all wrong. I mean, listen, Kev's a scientist, and so, like, I don't mm. know if I can doubt Kev's chat. 
Bander SN says Tim said RE3 Remake came out in January, same as RE2 Remake. It actually came out in April 2020, closer to RE Village. Sorry, what I meant was like the close within the year, and then RE3 was announced in December, came out in April. So it was like the the timing was the same of the announcement from seven from E3 to seven, E3 to uh, two, and then from the announcement of three to release of three. Whereas the announcement of the next game hasn't even happened yet. Mm. The announcement of eight was longer uh, lead time. Kebabs here says, uh, to you, Rog, the article, Nathan Drake had the ring. He parted with it in Uncharted 3. And then Kebabs also say that says that Chloe wore the American Apparel outfit in Lost Legacy. The American Which Apparel I, outfit sucks. I like yeah, it in Lost That's Legacy. all I'm saying. I don't like that outfit. I like her two outfit. Her two outfits, God. Mm, okay, I, see, I see what you're talking about. I her Lost Legacy about. outfit looks like American Apparel. They went with the wrong one in Fortnite. Mm, and mean, the stylized makes it even worse. Oh man, I like I like the outfit in, in Uncharted Lost Legacy. I just I, I think it fits differently in, you, in Fortnite. You gonna tell me you like it better than her outfit in two? I don't no, believe I, you. I didn't, I'm not saying I like it better. Okay, you're you're okay. right that yes, the Uncharted two outfit for Chloe is better than Uncharted Lost Legacy. Maybe. But I don't dislike the Lost Legacy outfit. I think she rocks it well. I think Fortnite like I think the way it fits in Fortnite is what is weird because of the Fortnite um, art style. But like I don't I don't I don't think it's bad. I think it's fine. It's Fortnite. Who cares? Isn't that right, Barrett? Yep. There you go. Uh, of course, it's Monday. We have a whole week ahead of us. Your week's hosts go like this. On Tuesday, you're getting Greg and Gary Witta. On Wednesday, you're getting me and Andy. On Thursday, you're getting Greg and Tim. And on Friday, you're getting Greg and Jordan Ramey from GameSpot. So get hyped for that. If you're watching this live on Twitch right now, after this is a bunch of trailer reactions. Of course, yesterday was the Super Bowl. That means that we got a lot of trailers like Doctor Strange, like Moon Knight, like Un uh, not Uncharted, like um, Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power. Uh, we're going to react to it all and then put it all up on youtube.com slash kind of funny later so get hyped for that remember this has been kind of funny games daily you should read a live right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about we have a patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com slash kind of funny games so stick around for that otherwise until next time game daily